1: What's up everybody and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm and I will be one of your hosts today. Joining me as always, we have Andrew Matron. Hello. <laughs> and with us as well from our youth department, we have Whitney Be. I knew
0: we were gonna do this. Pew 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 pew. That's so <What>? annoying. <laughs>
1: That was Whitney's attempt at an air horn. If you listened last week, you'd know exactly what that is. Um, What's going on, guys? How's life?
0: Well, uh, I told Andrew this walking in today, this morning. Kingston, my dog, last night was like licking himself and so disgusting. Dogs always do that. And normally he'll do like five minutes and he literally spent 45 minutes licking himself and it sounded like mac and cheese, like stirring. And me and Connor were like so uh, annoyed. And so I woke up this morning. I'm like, I might be that, in a bad mood.
1: That is potentially the worst.
0: <laughs> the worst, worst sound imagery. The worst yeah. sound.
1: In the That's world. disgusting. Yeah. Andrew, why are
2: you not a dog person? Oh, because. They lick themselves for 45 <laughs> minutes and it sounds like mac and cheese string. So they're, they're,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> there you have it. Case yeah. in point. <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> Didn't really help your cause there, Andrew. Oh, no. <clears> that's <throat>
2: good. I, I do feel I feel severely judged living in Colorado and not Without having a dog. a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: You are judged. And rightfully so. Dogs uh-huh. are great. If you want hair all over your house like we have, no matter how, <laughs> we have bought the nicest vacuums Literally on Dyson, the market. Dyson yeah. for the win. The Dyson Animal Ball Plus extra whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it barely keeps our house under control.
2: Yeah. Barely. I, I probably shouldn't go any further with this because people will just continue <laughs> to judge me. But the, the, the you know the aisle I refuse to even have to like cut across a grocery store? <laughs> is the... The pet food aisle. I'm like, this is just, it reeks. I'm like, why do they have this around other food? I'm like, this should be a separate. this outside. Yes. So I'm like, I don't know. I refuse. That's like, hilarious. A bunch of old cat ladies been walking down this aisle. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys. COVID's definitely in this aisle. Yeah. There you have it. Andrew has no oh, heart because he hates dogs. So. That's not true. I like. We had a dog growing up for 10 days. Oh. Wow. And it, <laughs> I know. We never. My parents weren't dog people. And Clearly. Yeah, we we went to Walmart, north side of Springfield, and some some <laughs> janky guy was selling puppies or giving them away. Yeah. And we begged my mom and she snagged one for us. And we got home. My dad was like, "This what is What not... is this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we lasted ten days. Well, then, did you give it away? Don't. No. don't oh away. no! No. Of no. course <laughs> we oh, no. gave it
1: away. <laughs> what do you think we did? You, you took it out to a middle no. of a field. Like yes, Missouri you did. people.
2: Do Lake of the Ozark, (laughs) folks. No, we gave it away and we would go visit it. These people a nice home, home. okay, guys.
1: Look at look in my eyes, that is a bold faced lie. They took it to a middle of a field somewhere. (laughs) No,
2: no, before we we just unearth all of
1: Andrew's traumatic childhood, (laughs) let's jump into our podcast today, shall we? Over the past couple weeks, we kicked off the new year by talking about enemies of a new you. But over the next few weeks, we are gonna dive into a topic that is rarely talked about in our church world, but honestly just in our culture overall. We're gonna dive in to the topics of materialism, consumerism, and how we find contentment as a follower of Jesus. Ooh, that's good. It is good. Mm-hmm. I wonder who thought of that. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, um <you're> not. <laughs> I know. Just a little bit. Okay, I came
2: up with the idea, guys. Just... You're welcome. welcome. If today's podcast sucks, you know who to blame.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, but I think especially in our modern church, and and specifically in this young adult age and demographic, there can be such this blend of consumerism mixed with the gospel, this idea that as you follow Jesus, God's going to bless you and give you more, and anything your heart desires can be yours. And We want to talk about this and and kind of how it can affect your soul, your walk with Jesus, and ultimately your peace and your contentment. And so I want to start by defining some terms, and then we're going to jump in. When we say materialism, what are we talking about? I googled this five minutes ago, and this is what (laughs) it said. It it defines Uh. materialism as a desire or a mindset that considers material possessions or physical comfort as your chief desire. And so consumerism, kind of coupled with materialism, says it is the preoccupation of our society and our culture with the acquisition of consuming more and gaining more goods. And so I think all of us in this room and everybody listening to some degree can relate to this idea of this, this struggle with materialism, consumerism, and mm-hmm. and this idea that maybe more or buying more things or acquiring more things can bring you some type of contentment or peace or whatever. And so um, in our culture in America, but even more specifically, let's say as Christians, where do you think that this desire, this root desire for more that we all kind of battle with comes from?
2: (laughs) Whitney, you want me to respond? Um, Yeah, I, I think that, well, with this, I was just re- reading over this this definition again, like a desire mindset that considers material possessions or physical comfort a chief desire. I think that every single person listening struggles with this to some standpoint. And I know there's some people like, I'm not materialistic at all, or they're super materialistic. It's, we want comfort as a chief desire. And I think we all have a level of materialism, like it just manifests its way differently. Or yeah, you may not care about cars or clothes, but you care about the quality of mm-hmm. of your home, or yeah. you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that we we all have have a certain level um, where this is is birthed out of. But it, but if you ask the question, what's the what's the root desire of of materialism and and, and um, consumerism feeling like we have to like have more and more and more, and and it's just like never enough. I I think that there there is a level of like pride. That I think is associated with like um, pride is the root of of, of a lot of mm-hmm. evil, you know, um, and because what what pride says is pride says like I deserve more. Yeah. Pride says I'm I'm entitled to this. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of us, we get to a place in life where or whether it's by your career, the promotion you deserve or the things that you feel like you've you've lived a lot. Lot, enough life so you deserve the truck you deserve the house mm-hmm. whatever it might be i think it, it is it's birthed out of a, a level of pride that i think we all we all struggle with to yeah. some standpoint yeah
0: and i think just living in america we're so indoctrinated since inception since beginning of our lives right. living here it's like well i can get and i will get the american dream mm-hmm. and i was like <clears throat> this is funny i was talking to another co-worker of ours and I was asking him, I'm like, hey, so they lived in Europe for what, five years? Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you have any like reverse culture shock? Like living in Europe where it's very minimal like because you just can't really consume what you can consume here. And uh, he's like, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, what areas are you feeling like that in? And he's like, so I'm we're really trying to fight against the whole idea of like we can consume because we have room. And uh, he was saying that he went to Walmart. I mean, we have stores like Walmart and Amazon and things like that, where he's like, I walked in to go get, I think it was pet food. (laughs) 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 And he's like, I walked out with hundreds of dollars worth of candles and clothes and makeup, like, well, for his wife, obviously, but, and just like. He's like that was so shocking because I haven't done that in years. Yeah. And then the second I'm back in America, there's such an indoctrination of like I need more to, like because I can and it feels good to just consume consume consume. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not for sure. I think it I think it kind of touches this this void in our heart. Like not to sound too too depressing, but uh, you know, for me, I there's this if I ever feel stuck in my life, stuck in my career, stuck in my marriage, Mm-hmm. I have this tendency to want to yeah. buy something. To right. Like to like elevate your yeah, mood. Get a new toy or, yeah. or whatever to like kind of take my mind off of it. Um mm-hmm. you you mentioned something, Andrew, that I think is that is pretty uh, uh like poignant for our for our is poignant a word? Yeah poignant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I can spell it. <laughs> no, you
1: can't. No, yeah, you can't. (laughs)
0: P-O-I-G-N-A-N-T.
1: Somebody check her on that. (laughs) Check me. Um, So when it comes to the root of this desire, you Mm -hmm. said something, this pride, but also feeling entitled to have the nicest or the best. Yeah. Um, I think one thing, especially in our young adult age of 20s to 30s, I think social media has really fed into this, Mm -hmm. weirdly, this... um, like entitlement that I yes. that I need this, and mm-hmm. obviously social media is a, a chief advertising agent. But even more, you know, we follow these people that are influencers, and we see them having the nicest, the best, and we weirdly like feel this pressure to present an image mm-hmm. of other what <laughs> we see other people having. Mm-hmm. Um, w- what do you feel like the role of our phones and social media is when it comes to this? Pride and this almost feeling of like I earn this, I deserve this, this entitlement. This is what everybody else in their, mm-hmm. you know, mid twenties is living like the downtown apartment, mm-hmm. you know, the pictures from the rooftop, mm-hmm. the hundred dollar t shirts. Mm-hmm. I I'm 25. I deserve that too, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, I think that we live in a world that uh, you don't have to deny yourself of anything. Mm-hmm. So you you can you can take a road as far as you want to go. You don't have to deny yeah. yourself at all. And I think the role of of social media and all these Instagram accounts, I think kind of like feeds into this feeling of like, you mm-hmm. don't have, to, you can have.
0: Mm-hmm. The life you dream of. Yeah,
2: this is, yeah. This is how it started. Mm-hmm. And this is how it's going. Mm-hmm. I was here, I was chubby just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. um, you don't have to be that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think that it, it really pushes this, this level of, and, and just in general, I don't even think just with social media, I think it's just, it's life in general. We're, we're so inundated with, with, um, with things, with Amazon, with, uh, with TV, with these average, there's always something. And so I think that we're really inundated with that. And so I think most people, I would actually venture to say that most people, when they lay their head to rest at night, have a level of contentment with, with their life. Um, mm. like, like I, I know for me, like if I really just like sit back and, and not look at everything, everybody around me, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I actually am, I am pretty content. Like, mm-hmm. I know we have, we live in a 1200 square foot home and, and I know my kids aren't perfect. I know that I'm, but I actually like, I, I like my life. Yeah. Well, I think it's when we start seeing all these other things, all these other people where it kind of starts to to bring this, like this void to, to picture, yeah. but I, I heard someone say, um, and when it came to like buying it said if no one knew i i had this would i still buy it he mm. said I ask yourself that. that question if if no one knew that i had this would i still buy it mm-hmm. would i still buy the clothes Would i still mm-hmm. buy the um and i think there might be some balance to that statement but it, that's actually really challenged me of like does it really freaking matter mm-hmm. yeah and it actually doesn't yeah, so, yeah. there's that <clears>
0: meme <throat> that kind of highlights that exact point, like, if I had this or if I buy this and no one knew I had it, there's this dog on, I think, TikTok and now Instagram. But uh, it's this little skinny French-looking dog, and he has all these fabulous outfits on. He's like, I bought this, couldn't wear it. I bought this, couldn't wear it. <laughs> and it's, like, all these amazing outfits. And I'm like, that is so true. Like, uh-huh. we buy all these things with the hopes that we could show it off to people. Yeah. And I love – um Uh, this verse in Ecclesiastes, it's Ecclesiastes 6, 9. And it says, better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. And if you have never read Ecclesiastes, I mean, Solomon had the gamut of wealth. Anything he wanted, he got. And he just said, better is the sight of the eyes. So that all that means is like, what's in front of you? What do you have? Contentment in your life right now than living a life like you see on Instagram. Like I know for me, I just did this yesterday. I was on this influencers Instagram and she's like, Hey, shop my closet on, on Amazon. And so I was going through and I was like putting on it all so cheap. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need any of this stuff. Like, where am I? No, I don't need that. So, um, just to like, yeah, sit back and say, Oh, you know, I'm not going to let my eyes wander of desire. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. For sure. And I,
2: and I will say, to, to clarify <laughs> that statement, obviously we believe that as Christians, you can have all the things in the world, right. but if you don't have Jesus, you're—so you're, you're, I'm not talking about, like, filling that, that kind of void, but I'm talking about, like, the the things that we have. If we mm-hmm. are talking about consumerism and, and materialism, like, most of us, I think, if there wasn't all these other things we could see, mm-hmm. we'd be like, well, the things that I have in my life, I actually— actually, I'm somewhat content. Yeah, Yeah, I don't don't need so much. I think I need more. Mm -hmm. But if I really sit back, I'm like, no, actually, I'm alive. I have a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. I have food in my stomach. I'm actually pretty content. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So marketing 101 is kind of this idea of to get you to believe that this product or this service or whatever will make you be a certain way or live a certain way or you know, whatever, where where do you think this idea, um, for young adults who are trying to follow Jesus of, you know, this sort of this false belief that if I buy X, Y, and Z, it'll get me this, or it'll make me this. How does that kind of fall into this, this realm of trying to follow Jesus, but also constantly being inundated with, Hey, buy this and you'll be happier or, you know, join this gym and you'll be skinnier or, you, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I wish so badly there was more honesty, and I feel like in 2020 <clears throat> there was a shift in social media that was like, "Hey, I'm, uh, this is me v- being vulnerable with no makeup on, like this is how I feel." And I was actually talking to a girl, two girls, the other uh, last year, and both worked with influencers, social media, like like Kardashians, that high caliber, and all of them had the same like this is so empty and they have everything you could ever want and so I think it's like this we buy into this lie like oh man like if I could just have a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and it's just human nature to like want that it's like you I mean you have a one-year-old now you're like oh you give her a gift maybe for Christmas and you guys can maybe talk about this as parents it's like okay and then they go to the next thing it's just like you don't no one has to teach you these lessons of like, I want more, I want more, I want more. But then to see it for what it actually is, like, I, w- I want there to be more authenticity and being mm-hmm. like, hey, I have like what Ecclesiastes is. He had everything. And he said, everything's the chasing after the wind. It's all toilsome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you do see that. Um, it is. It's, it's birthed in, in a child. Like, mm-hmm. you take your kid to Target and <laughs> yeah. you let him pick out a toy. <laughs> And then he'll go kicking and screaming because he wanted another toy. I'm like, we talked <laughs> yeah. about this. You get one toy and you want 10. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but I, we talked about this earlier. C.S. Lewis has this quote. It's it's about sexuality, but I think that it applies to this. He says, sexual appetite grows mm-hmm. with indulgence. And what he's saying is that yeah. the more you do it, the more you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we, we've allowed ourselves to get to that place of like, the more I have, it's it's. The more I want, like for finances. So true. As as we've um, began to invest money and, and we have bigger salaries, and we're saving more. We're doing. It's like my bank account is mm-hmm. never enough. Oh yeah. yeah, and someone would
0: really want your bank account.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and five years ago, I would have wanted my bank account. Right, right. Like, oh wow, we've done a really good job, and like we have more money in our bank than mm-hmm. we've I ever thought that we would have. But I'm like, ah, it's just not. Not enough though. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're we're all looking for some kind of level of safety and comfort sure. in the things that we have. Um and I I, th- I think that yeah, it's so yeah, the sexual appetite grows in indulgence. The more you have, usually the more that you want.
1: Yeah. So, you know, everybody listening, everybody here has dealt with, felt this problem on some level. How do you feel like it affects our walk with Jesus, like, how do you feel? Like this constant inundation of more is better, bigger is better. I need mm-hmm. this. I need that. I need the latest trends, the latest styles. What do you think that does to our soul? And more specifically, like, how does that affect us being content and and following Jesus yeah. and and witness? You know, being a witness to the world, or you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: well, I think gr- gratitude leads to um, contentment. And I think if, if you're always wanting more, you'll never be grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's how it affects my relationship with the Lord. Um, when I, I live a level of ungratefulness or entitlement, yeah, it, it deeply hurts my relationship with the Lord. So yeah, you can't have contentment if there's no level of gratitude. And I think you always wanting more and feeling entitled to more, Yeah, it's tough to be grateful.
0: Mm-hmm. I think... <sighs> Gosh, how do I put this into words? Jesus talks about how we steward our money and finances so much.
2: Right. More than any other topic, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: And we as believers, we just want to talk about like the good sides of Jesus that are like, maybe not as, I mean, talking about money is not sexy. It's like, it can be actually a high stressful, really intense situation, but um, I love what Paul actually quotes Jesus in Acts twenty, and when I'm in a season of like I need more, I need God to do all these things for me, I'm like seeking His hand over His face. Like I love what Paul says. Um, He's actually talking to elders, um, to a church in Ephesus. Ephesian elders, Um, and he's kind of just talking about how to lead people. And then he says this: like I covet, I coveted no one silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who are with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I love that Jesus says that he always flips the script. And so whenever I'm like, I want, I want, I want God, I want you to do this. I want you to do this in my life here, 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 here. And he's not really showing up. I'm like, okay. Okay. How am I – I actually need to give. I need to give my time to the Lord and seek him and read my Bible. And I need to give maybe material things, you know, to other – like just offload. And Because Jesus, it's so much more blessed to give yeah, than to receive and to consume. <clears throat>
1: right. Yeah, there is something nice. Like Aaron and I recently went through our closets and just mm-hmm. got rid of all the stuff that we – don't wear, didn't want to wear. And honestly, even some stuff that we bought that like, we were like, we'll wear this one day. It's like, it's, it's pretty trendy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, um, you know, it'll be in and out. And, and there is something just about like, you almost feel like you can exhale Mm -hmm, when you're like, Hey, like this is, I'm going to get rid of all the distractions, all the extra, um, and just really kind of focus on, on something that like, I, Mm -hmm. I, Need to not just get by, but I feel comfortable with. like I, I'm not in lack, but mm-hmm. I don't have excess. you right. know, yeah, um, something interesting uh, from Luke, Jesus is talking, um and it's called the parable of the rich fool. And this man comes up and he's like, "Hey, like, my brother isn't dividing his inheritance with me. Help me out. And Jesus mm-hmm. basically goes on this spiel about money. But one thing that he says, Jesus says, "Be on your guard. Watch out against all kinds of greed, because life does not consist in an abundance of possessions." Mm. And I think one of the biggest things (sighs) that yeah, seriously. (laughs) And I think one of the biggest things that Christians we we talk about need to talk more about is this idea of stewardship. Mm -hmm. Um, What is stewardship? What like is it bad to want more? you know ever is it okay to ever want more and and what do we do with what god has given us mm-hmm. and so we kind of we've spent the last couple minutes talking about the problem let's kind of shift gears a little bit and start talking about the solution um all throughout there there are parables uh you know everywhere from the talent to just right. being yeah. faithful with what you have been given mm-hmm. um and and in the christian world we call that stewardship and so I kind of want to kick off with maybe as this transitional question, you know, like you said a lot of people that are listening to this to some degree have a roof over their head or you know food to eat. So is is wanting more, you know, whatever it is, a nicer car, new shoes, uh clothes, you know, bigger house whatever, is wanting more not being a good steward of what you have? Or Is there a level of Hey, I'm I'm stewarding this well, but where is the line of is it okay for me to have desires to mm-hmm. to want something different or something more?
2: Yeah, I th- I think that this this is a a, a tough one because I I think that a lot of people could feel. You know, whether when you read the word or or you see like the lives of the disciples or you. Read about missionaries and different people. Like God wants you to have nothing to right. uh, to give every last thing away and to live on a box, live mm-hmm. in a box yeah. on the side of the road and preach the gospel always. And I, I think that I'm I'm a big stewardship person, and I feel um, like the scripture says that every good and perfect gift has come from above. So we believe, sitting in this room, that every good and perfect thing that's in your life. It's because God has allowed you to do it or have it. Um, and then I love Paul when he's talking to Timothy in Timothy 1. He says, Timothy, guard the treasure that's been entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. So like, God has blessed you. God has given these things. And, but then he says, guard these yeah. things. Um, guard it with your life with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Yeah, And and so me and my wife have, are even kind of going through this right now. We've been living— um, in a home for eight years, definitely below our means. And and we were actually, man, we feel like we want to want to sell our house. We want a bigger home. And we actually felt like God, like, really kind of, like, spoke to us about it. And they're like, no, we want to be good stewards of our money. And so we decided that we weren't going to sell the house. We're like, no, we can save a ton of money and yada, yada. But then God, like, did something where it was like, no, I want this for you. Mm-hmm. And so we put our house up for sale. Now we're, like, looking for a home that, that is much bigger and, and yeah. nicer and newer but We feel like God really like spoke, but it was about like our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was about um, being able once post-COVID to having relationships differently with people and to have people into our home and have people stay yeah. with us and maybe rent out a basement for an intern or something like that or for free. You know, so I, I don't know. So I, I think that for, for a lot of people, I think that they feel bad about spending money. But I think that as long as, as you, I'm going to guard this, I'm going to steward this, I'm gonna be very wise with this. Those are the kind of questions that I think you should be yeah. asking.
0: Uh, John Mark Comer has like a great chapter um, <clears throat> in his book about this topic, and I'm not gonna regurgitate really any uh, anything he says besides like Andrew your point. But he says, "But if this purchase doesn't have God's blessing on it, do you really want it in your life?" Mm-hmm. And then for you guys, you're like. I want to get a new house because I, I want this to be a blessing. I know when we mm-hmm. bought our house, same thing. We're like, and we prayed in our backyard, we're like, God, let this be a blessing yeah. to many people. Um, but <laughs> so I was in Texas uh the end of December, and we go to this little church, and Courtney and I, we were sitting in, and the guy, the first thing he says was like, Does God want you to be rich or poor? And <laughs> This guy sitting behind us really Texas poor, poor, <laughs> and we were just like grabbing each other, laughing, you know. And he's like, "Um, mm. like the pastor was like, okay, let me explain this." <laughs> and he goes on and on and on about, and it had such amazing. He talked about the widow that gives a sliver of pennies in, uh, like a sliver of a penny, and how that sacrifice meant more to the Lord. Than all these wealthy people that were like dressed in robes, and he's like, it's not about <clears throat> wealth, being rich or poor. It's about your sacrifice. How are you giving? Um oh, and, and
2: ble- blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, so God's saying, you can you can be rich, you can be a millionaire, <laughs> yeah. but you walk in a level of exactly humility. Yes. Of, that it's it's not. Didn't it come from me? It came from above, and so I'm going to be a steward of it.
0: Yes. In Ecclesiastes 2, he talks about this, and I'm going to read this scripture. And he says, "Uh, Man, yeah, there's nothing better for a person that he should eat, drink, and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given business of gathering and collecting only to give to the one who pleases God. This also is vanity and striving after the wind. And so God's saying, he's like, hey, I don't care if you're rich or poor. If you have two pennies or two million billion dollars, like I want you to find enjoyment in me.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to stewardship, I think, you know, we're kind of on, this, on the lines of it's okay to have nice things as long yeah. as it doesn't control your heart. I mm-hmm. mean, um, there is, you know, lines of, modesty and, and certain things like that. Um but but another kind of realm of stewardship that's really sort of taking off and 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 getting some more attention and I think to some degree rightfully so. Do we have like ethical responsibilities with our purchases? So like so when it comes mm. to not just stewarding what God's given us, but when we go to buy clothes or shoes or a new car or whatever, are there you know ethical responsibilities attached to that as christians that we should focus on like should we care yeah. about sustainability should we care about did this come from you know a sweatshop somewhere where there was slave labor what's what's our role i guess as christians in you know helping that narrative of of not only buying good things but buying the right things mm-hmm. like as well <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I think there's like a big movement with the next generation, Gen Z, that they really care. And same with millennials, but even more with Gen, Gen Z, that they really care about social injustices. Yeah. And we're seeing like a rise in consumer culture that they're like, "Uh, no, I don't really want to spend my money on um, sweatshops in China. Even though I can get this culturally relevant, amazing product for $4 compared to $40. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to choose not to. And I'm reading this whole book about how they're going to shift the market in, um, to more sustainable, what exactly you're saying, co- more sustainable consumerism. And I do think we have a responsibility. Like there's um, Chad Brugman did a message about this a few yeah. years ago. And he talked about, um, are you your brother's keeper? And Jesus said, or God says to Abel, right? He's the one that killed his brother, Cain. Yeah. He says, absolutely. Cain, Cain killed Abel. Kane, oh, yeah, okay. He says to Kane, absolutely, you are. You are 100% your brother's keeper. And I do a terrible job at this because I want what I want. Yeah. And to, yeah, look at your footprint that you're leaving behind. Like, are you, are most of the clothes in your closet?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think, uh, there in, in John Mark Homer's book and in a couple other books that I've read, there is this trend in fast, fashion. It's called fast fashion for a reason that mm-hmm. your clothes are put out seasonally, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a quick time. They're in for a year or a couple months and they're gone. Well, to get that turnover and to make a profit, yeah. you can't really pay a lot for the production of that. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to find cheap ways of getting that out there. And so I do think as Christians, um, it, it it's a good thing to be mindful of yeah. that when you yeah. make purchases. I know my mm-hmm. wife and I, back when the the tall t-shirts were mm-hmm. a thing you go to you go to H&M and right. scoop those up and they're 5 dollars a piece and they'll f- touch mm-hmm. your ankles if you want them to you know what i mean like but and then i know H&M has actually made like a big push to like get their factories and get like the yeah. materials they use to be sustainable and so i do i this might not be for everybody but a mantra that Aaron and i have recently adopted is we're going to buy less but we're gonna buy nicer. Um, we're gonna make sure the things that we purchase are like you know well taken care of, and we're gonna buy things that that are gonna be here for a while, hopefully, and not mm-hmm. you know in and out in two or, two or three yeah. months. So.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it's kind of like an interesting thing for me. I, um, I don't know th- does a does a believer have a have a social responsibility, ethical responsibility f- for for what we're talking about? And part of me says yes. Part of me says. No, I, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do think that like what we're talking about in our series at Red Rocks Church right now talking about legacy and like, what what are we leaving behind? What's our footprint going to be? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that the older I've gotten, the more that I have cared about things like that. Um, I never once thought about like, never cared about recycling. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but actually, if <laughs> if this world's going to be around for a long time, I would love to like mm-hmm. leave a better footprint. And I know yeah. like a lot of companies are, are moving towards that. And so I think, I think, have your own conviction about it. Yeah. It's hard because there's a lot of things that are manipulating your thoughts when it comes sure. around a lot of this kind of stuff. So I would say have, have your own convictions on it. And I think that's our goal of this podcast and our goal of young adult ministry in, in general is like, hey, yep. here's the issues of the world. Here's what I believe the word of God says about it from our point of view. But read it for yourself and have your own convictions. And, um, you know, if you feel like it's your calling life to scream those things from the rooftop, <laughs> that's up to you. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to judge you for it. If you feel like in your quiet time, God was like, "I need you to talk about sustainability, and I need you to create every yeah. page about it, and <laughs> go save the whales." <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Great. That's great. Um, but but also, I don't think that that we're, we're the hope of this world being sustained. Yeah. Right. At, yeah. <laughs> at some point, I'm do mm-hmm. the best job that I can Mm -hmm. because I want my kids and my grandkids. That's not that many generations away. Yeah. yeah. Like to have great grandkids, it's not that far away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want them to have the best world possible too. So I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay. So kind of our last question
1: sort of revolving around stewardship. And I I think I mentioned this, stewardship just being like kind of managing what God's already given you. When is it okay for you to buy that expensive item or that, that trip that maybe not necessarily in your budget, but is it ever okay? Or when is it okay? And, and how as Christians do we navigate that to some right. degree?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty passionate about this. I've become a lot more passionate about it over the past few years. And I'm, I think money, money is meant to be spent. Money is mm-hmm. meant to be saved and money is meant to be given. And, and I think that you have to figure out how to enjoy all aspects of that. And I think that some people are really great at the saving and they're like hoarders and they don't, they refuse to give it. Some people give all their money away. Like, Hey, you don't, you probably should pay for your rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some yeah. people just spend, spend, spend. And I, I think that the stewardship is such an important thing. And I think it's not wrong to spend money, but I know me and Jericho in our, in our conversations, it's, it's a lot before we make a purchase. Okay. Um, have we given mm. this month? Have have we tithed? Okay, yeah. great. Um, you know, are are we are we trying to pay up is our mortgage? Are we trying to put more money towards our mortgage? Like if you have student loans, like if you're in a place like, are you paying off debt? Are you tithing? Mm-hmm. Are you giving? Are you trying to save for your future and you're doing those things and you have some money left over? Then I think that's I think that's fine. A lot of people feel a lot of things about this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah. um it's not wrong to spend money, but I think you need to make sure that your priorities are in in order before you I, cause there's even been times for us where we have money to do some of the things that we want to do. We we could probably fund a trip to Italy mm-hmm. for our family right now if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um but that wouldn't be the wisest thing for yeah, yeah. Yeah. for us to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I love that, Andrew. The criteria for how to spend money. I, don't, I know for Comrade and I, he's more like that. I'm like, spender, <laughs> big spender. I love spending other people's money. I'm like, you should buy this. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't really have a lot of punch in this fight, but um, <clears throat> I know John Mark Comer has like a lot of, he's like a whole chapter on questions to ask yourself. Like, um, are you, like what Andrew's saying, are you living on a budget? <clears throat> um, are you able to enjoy those things? Uh, when you do buy them, are you impulse buying? Like there's all these like different criteria for, uh, just asking your, I I never asked myself questions and I should do a better job at that. And I, that was really convicting. So I'll leave it at that.
1: I think at at the least, if all this podcast does is make you conscious of what you spend money on, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really part of our goal. You know, like Andrew is saying, Jesus talked about money more than anything. Right. And money can be such an easy thing to either possess us mm-hmm. or to just frivolously go out and use however we want. And if you listen to this and all you take away is, man, maybe I should put some thought yeah. towards my purchases. Am I being generous? Am right. I prioritizing the right things with my money? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's really the heart behind yeah. all of this. is isn't to tell you how to spend, what to spend, or that buying a shirt is bad. Mm-hmm. It's that, hey, money's important, and yeah. it plays a role yeah. in your your life and how we follow Jesus. And so I kind of want to wrap this up with, I think, the heart of the issue when it comes to all of this, and this is contentment. Mm -hmm. Um, what is contentment I I guess let's just start it there when it comes to our possessions when it comes to money when it comes to material items and Mm -hmm. and consuming things um, how would you define feeling content or being content
0: yeah I I, mean this is the best way I know how I can define it for myself if God did nothing else for me and I know that he will. Yeah. But if God did nothing else, would I be okay? Mm-hmm. And absolutely, I would. Yeah. Um, if God took everything away from me, and he might. Like, would I be okay? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Con- contentment for me, I think has changed over the years. And I, I've come to a place where I think contentment can be defined and look very different for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, whereas contentment for me right now in this current season of life is is my family safe and taken care of mm-hmm. like like genuinely i've had seasons in my life and i'll probably haven't have, it, have it again where i'm like oh, i want it i want that car or, i, I want, know I want. but right now i genuinely and i think COVID has kind of like really put a lot of things yeah. in order of like hey who gives a freaking yeah about, <laughs> about yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. yeah like so when i'm home my family's safe my family's healthy Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's kind of led to the decision for us to sell our home mm-hmm. and to look for a new one. Yeah. Because there's a different level of, of, of safety and health for our family. And so that's, that's what drives my decisions and my contentment. So for me, contentment is, has nothing to do with materialism. Yeah. For me personally. Um, and I'm not just like some superhero because I've had seasons and I will again. But right now I'm like, man, family's happy, healthy. Marriage is good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with life. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. to you, take it all away. Yeah. Because if home is good, yeah. you can have all my other stuff. But yeah. if home sucks, nothing else is gonna make make life better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: think so contentment was actually something I really felt like God convicted me of um in a bunch of different areas, not just in in like possessions or items, but that, that was one of them. I always felt like I was like one pair of shoes away or one jacket away from liking my wardrobe or like, you know what I mean? Um, And so one thing I did, and this, this was just something I honestly felt like God kind of prompted in my heart to do. Aaron and I cleaned out our closets, you know, got rid of some stuff. And we've still got some stuff we're trying to kind of scale down on a little bit. But... I, I just started like I, I have to walk our dog every night in the negative 30 degree weather or whatever, or whatever. Um, and I, I normally would like take my phone or listen to music or something, but I've, I've recently just been like walking him and going through the list of what I have and saying, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it has done man wonders for my like heart. Changing. L- yeah. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I, one, I felt convicted on how little I said, thank you to God before. Um, All of my talks with God were normally about what I wanted next. Um, And contentment for me has really just been stepping back Mm -hmm. and looking at what I have. Listen, I drive a 2001 (laughs) Honda Civic with the headliner falling (laughs) off. An assault, <laughs> an assault life sticker that my friend's mom put on my car without my permission that I cannot get off for the life of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're giving a lot of funny. details
0: away. People are going to find you. Yeah, that,
1: that's true. <laughs> Kidding, I don't drive that. <laughs> but no, and I, I mean, I remember walking by and looking at my car and just being like, God, thank you for yeah. my car. Yeah. You know, like, that's great. as we're in that man, that can that can do wonders for your soul. Mm-hmm. And so I would challenge anybody listening, like, listen, you. When you turn this podcast off and you look at your phone, you're going to be hit with thousands of advertisements and mm-hmm. things that you can buy or places you can go. And that's great. I think we all can agree buying things, going places is not evil or, mm-hmm. or bad or not, you know, a bad way to follow Jesus. I think it's definitely a condition of your heart. Um, but I think you can just do so much for yourself by sitting there looking at what you have and saying, hey, Jesus, thank you. Mm-hmm. I might not have everything that I want, but man, I have so much that you've yeah. given me Amen. already. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would just encourage anybody listening, try that. Even just try it today. Try it for a day. Just go through what you have and, and say thank you. I think it'll really give you some good, some solid perspective mm-hmm. on what you what you already have. And yeah. you'll start to feel peace and contentment about that. And So as we wrap up our podcast, our first one on, um consumerism materialism and feeling content do you guys have any closing thoughts before we before we end this out
2: for the no. first time no. <laughs> yeah i i was i was just going to say that um i i think that when it comes to to money and finances we all have um predispositions towards stuff because of how we grew up how we were raised okay. um i grew up w- with a home that was safe with finances my, my wife grew up where back to school shopping Netflix. was yeah going to goodwill like legitimately um and, and so everyone has their way and so there's this book that just came out it's called know yourself know your money it's by this this um awesome lady her name's rachel cruz uh but know yourself know your money and i think it's like a really it's basically talking about like why are you the way you are and mm. why do you spend money the way that you spend Oh, I'll read that. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and it talks about I think read that book or she wrote another one, but it's about like couples too. Of like you're a you're a saver, I'm a spender. Yeah. How are neither of one of us right or neither one of us wrong, and how do we engage in a relationship together? So, um, yeah. There's there's some really great believers out there that have speak the finances and, and so know yourself, know your money. I think it literally just came out like a week ago. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, check that out.
1: Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Whitney, you want to pray for us as yeah. we close out?
0: I'd love to. God, thank you so much for this time that we've had together. Um, thank you for money and that you have given us um, such an opportunity to steward such an incredible blessing over our lives. But, um, yeah, I just pray that this podcast um, can just inspire and incite a lot of young adults to be generous and to give. It's so much better to be a blessing Um to give than to receive. And so um, thank you for this talk. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. amen.
1: Amen and amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. Be sure on whatever platform you listen to, to hit subscribe. And if you know somebody that this could help, give it a share. For all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can go to RYA.org or follow us on social media.
2: The gram. Follow (laughs) us on
1: the gram. All right. We love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace out.